0: Hello and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 199. Yeah, next week is our big 200th episode special. So be sure to get your messages in if you wanna be featured on the episode. So far we have uh, three people who have left messages um, and we're hoping to get a few more. So get your messages in by, uh, hopefully by like July 8th or so. Um, and again, you can just go to Um And we'll be going over those messages. And also, I have been pulling a bunch of clips from old episodes. And these will all be surprises for Brian. So it'll be very fun. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's both like just fun, like, random things that we did in the past. So uh, let's see. Weekly update. Uh, Fourth of July? Yeah, Fourth of July. Um, We've been using the barbecues on my roof almost every day. Uh, I think last week we had mentioned we made kebabs. Still going strong with the kebabs and the hamburgers. Uh, but one one thing we've run into is that they don't sell the same. They sell, for the most part, burger patties in sets of six, but buns in sets of eight. And so, you know, you either you just always have buns or burgers left over. Yeah, no I know. No matter how terrible. many times you buy them. <laughs> and so basically we have to buy like 48 b- buns and uh, patties in order to not have any leftover so that would be 24 burgers per person which is quite a few <laughs> so i don't know if we'll get there this summer but it's kind of annoying that they you always are like oh i right now you have leftover buns oh now you have leftover patties what a dilemma
1: yeah i'm sure it's by design they're like oh, oh yeah. we have some leftover buns might as well go get some more patties Up. Yeah. Oh, now we have more patties.
0: <laughs> yep. Also this weekend, I think you mentioned this last week, uh, Friday, July 1st was six years since my most recent surgery. So this is the uh, second longest time I've gone without surgery. And obviously it's still continuing past six years now. Um, and I also haven't been into the ER in six years either, which I think is also a record. So it's great. Yeah. Um, great. This weekend we went to the Pacific Science Center. Uh, it just reopened, I think, just on July 1st or maybe late June. So we were some of the first people to go to the Pacific Science Center since COVID started. Uh, they weren't completely clear on their website that some of the exhibits were closed, but it was still fun anyway. Mm-hmm. We went to the what the d- dinosaur exhibit. Uh, Brian's been dying to go to the butterfly exhibit. <laughs> yes, uh, not,
1: not specifically to see the butterflies. I, I know Mary is a big fan of you know, plants and all that, and I'm like, where could I go that Mary hasn't got seen plants? Ah, the butterfly exhibit! They have plants, because I remember, like, when yeah. I was a kid, and I saw the butterflies, all I, all I remembered was, the butterflies were flying around everywhere, it was really hot and moist in the greenhouse, Mm-hmm. And there were exotic plants all No, throughout. no. So
0: you really just wanted to go there for the greenhouse. Because yeah, you wanted I wanted to the feel greenhouse. <laughs> exactly. You wanted the humidity. You're like, oh, Mary will like the plants. I'll like the humidity. Exactly. Who cares about the butterflies? No. Um. So <laughs> lots of butterflies. You really wanted a butterfly to land on your nose, but that didn't happen or didn't land on either of us at all. No, it uh, didn't. They landed on a few different kids' uh, like fingers or hands when we were there. So that was exciting for them. <laughs> Um, and then we also went to a laser show at the pacific Science Center um they're part of the admission when you go there during the day so that was that was another fun one it was a good thing to do on a rainy day which it kind of was on Saturday uh, but again I don't know if I'd recommend going back there yet because Some lots, exhibits lots said. of exhibits are closed yeah. um, and they didn't make that completely clear on their website so maybe just Waited out if you're dying to go to the Pacific Science Center, but it was fun. Yeah,
1: oh, was really neat.
0: And also this week, we uh, went up on my roof, and we both read our Kindle books, or Kindle, books on our Kindles. Um, I am on the third Harry Potter book now. Uh, Brian, you were reading about algorithmic trading.
1: Yes, I... Just try to figure out, you know, what do people do with computer science that I find interesting? There's a lot of coding that you could do, you know, like website building. Uh, Most recently, the, you know, the stock market crash has been in the news Mm -hmm. (laughs) for like the last six months, maybe. I don't know. Basically since 2022. Uh, And I was interested to see, you know, how do uh, people that can code build algorithms around this sort of thing
0: just a riveting topic i mean i looked over and you were asleep
1: yeah well i was asleep actually
0: (laughs) (laughs) you fell asleep in the chair
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean it's 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 very technical (laughs) it's not it's not a fun adventure book yeah you, you had
0: you had sunglasses on and then i like looked over and i was like brian hasn't like changed the page in a while and then I was like, and then all of a sudden he just starts like his head droops to the side. I'm like, oh, he <laughs> fell asleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did fall asleep. I mean, it was nice because we were outside yeah. and, you know, I had my sunglasses on. So it wasn't too bright, but it was it was nice and warm. So I'm like slowly just dazing off.
0: <laughs> dozing off. But yeah,
1: um, dazing, dozing, yeah, dozing off. Uh,
0: but I mean, yeah. not as so algorithmic reading is not as riveting as Harry Potter three. No, um. I would
1: I would definitely read Harry Potter three probably at least for a fifth time
0: (laughs) yep yeah that was exciting any other news from you
1: um some other news is i am officially back in the office
0: five days a week
1: yes boo uh five days a week um so yes i have been waking up this is actually the day that we are recording this i've I woke up a little bit earlier today because this is officially my first day back in the office, and you know it's nice to see everyone's face and mm-hmm. uh, everyone else struggling to uh, get to work with a with a you know a smile on their face, not looking completely exhausted from waking up too early, <laughs> and uh, you know everyone having their you know panicked uh, packed lunch. Like I personally, although I did not e- need it this today, I'm like you know what I'll just grab some yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you didn't need it? I packed. Well, I mean, I, I, I had it. I had some yogurt and I had a special treat as well, which I'll go into a little bit later. Okay. Yes.
0: But yeah, yesterday was the 4th of July. Um, there's been fireworks all weekend long, basically, uh, you know, just randomly going off. Last night, it got to be a bit much. I was like, people, we have work tomorrow. Let's go to bed at like 11. And so then I finally closed my windows and turned on my AC unit to drown out the noise. Uh, of the fireworks, because I was like, this is going to go on all night, I feel like. But yeah, um, yeah. besides that, there was uh, the hot dog eating contest, as there always is. So Brian, do you want to go over that?
1: Yes, yes. And you know, this, I mean, the stories of the hot dog eating contest are always so wild. <laughs> but we have a returning champion uh, at Nathan's hot dog uh, contest. That's basically what it's called and uh so we have two stories the male winner and the female winner and the male winner is none other than joey chestnut of course it, yes if you've heard that name before you know maybe you probably hear that name maybe once every year
0: well yeah what <laughs> does he do the rest of the year Just exactly. recover.
1: who knows yeah he's probably recovering exactly right. and so joey chestnut won his 15th hot dog eating contest That's disgusting and his nickname is Jaws <laughs> he holds 50 world re- records in eating competitions, and his current uh hot dog count for this particular contest was 63 hot dogs oh so and I believe it's in a 10 minute yeah uh, time frame so 63 in ten minutes that's, that's
0: that's not his record though
1: that's not his record but it's it's pretty gross
0: it looks like his record was last year 76.
1: Yeah, so he was a little he was a little hobbled. He came in on crutches uh, <laughs> for this time. Oh no! So he showed up. He showed up for his to defend his throne, his to defend his title, uh, and maybe maybe you know his his the fact that you know something was broken because he was in crutches. The hot dogs
0: know. are finally getting to him. I remember our podcast episode where we like talked about how eating a hot dog your reduces expenses. your life by like <laughs> thirty seven minutes. So you know if you eat just so many hot dogs is this is not the only time of the year he eats a hot dog i'm sure of it you have to prepare yourself and so he's probably had the most hot dogs out of any human ever
1: yeah i mean probably just because he eats like what i mean uh, i mean i don't
0: even eat 63 hot dogs in a a year in a 10 year year period yeah like i barely eat hot dogs
1: yeah i mean that's good for you yeah uh yeah that's i mean that's a lot but anyways aside from joey I'll just call him Joey or Mr. Chestnut. (laughs) Uh, Mickey Sudo, who is the world's number one female hot dog eater. uh, She also uh, basically, she was the defending champion uh, prior to last year, which she sat out because she was pregnant. Now she got 40 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Um, So not, not, not 63, but still 40 in 10 minutes uh that's that's probably more than i eat in multiple years as well (laughs) um so that is the you know the 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 sports highlights of uh independence day is always the food eating competitions uh yeah i mean it's it's a lot um so miss miss pseudo uh uh, she competed on an injured wrist and did not beat her personal best record of 48.5 hot dogs hot dogs, but she kept well ahead of the other 12 challengers during the contest. and during halfway through the competition she had eaten, eaten more than 20 hot dogs while the next uh, competitor had only consumed 16. So she was slowly building up her hot dog count over everyone else. So and how
0: many times has she won this contest? Uh,
1: I'm not sure right now. Not not to... not
0: 15 years. In no, a row she or she has
1: not been going uh, for as long as Joey Chestnut. I do know that she's part of a family of hot dog eaters. So oh, like like her husband is also was also competing. I don't know if like oh, her mom boy. or her dad was, but like her her new her. <laughs> well, someday family.
0: someday her her baby, who's now what less than one since she was pregnant last year, they'll be in the hot dog eating. Yeah she she, was,
1: yeah she she yeah, was celebrating with her baby after she won like there was <laughs> like she had a bunch of hot dogs and then her baby was over to the side while she was munching on the hot dogs wow so and, and just for the record uh joey chestnut is six foot one and 230 pounds uh and that was prior to all the the hot dogs that he ate. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows how much he uh he started ended up weighing by the end of that but yeah it's that was a lot <laughs> Wow, and and, he, and there's some stats on some other uh, some other things that he'd been eaten eating, eating uh, but I'm not going to go into it too much. Uh, basically, his world record for Big Macs is 32 Big Macs in 38 Oof. minutes. Yeah, so and, and, you know there's a lot of these. So and like say so like another one is 82 tacos in eight minutes. <laughs> this is it, a tradition
0: that's uh, over 100 years old. Though I read that the first hot dog eating contest was held on July 4th, 1916. And uh, four immigrants competed to show how patriotic they were. So, really, Joey Chestnut's the most patriotic. Yeah, I mean, country.
1: he really is. He should run for president. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Joey Chestnut for <laughs> Chestnut Twenty Twenty Four, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, yikes.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, yes. So that was that was my FUD Independence Day uh, article for you guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then in some uh, interesting car news, Toyota recently came out with, was it their first electric vehicle? Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: So Toyota uh, is came out with their first fully electric vehicle. Okay. They had some other partially electric vehicles, but the Toyota, I you know, I don't know why they call these, these random names, but the BZ4X uh, electric vehicle just had to be recalled because dot, 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 Its wheels kept falling off, (laughs) which honestly is not funny. It's kind of very scary, uh, but it's kind of ridiculous at the same time. Basically, uh, the Toyota had a problem where the nuts and bolts could loosen and the wheels or axles would become disconnected. So that's kind of scary. All the Toyota uh, owners were warned to stop driving them, uh, more or less because the wheels could be falling off. Um, and they were all recalled. Um, luckily, uh, there were only a couple hundred since it's such a new model that were sold. Um, but you would find this interesting, Mary. What? So the Toyota BZ4X and the Subaru Solterra electric crossovers were developed jointly by, two, uh, by, the, by the same two Japanese oh, automakers. No. However... The Solterra has not been reporting any problems just yet.
0: Of course, yes. Subarus <laughs> would never. Like when Brian first sent me this article, I have a Subaru, not an electric car, but I have a Subaru. And so whenever Brian's like uh, talking about this Toyota recall, I'm like, Subarus would never. And so yes. far they haven't. So, yes, so far they haven't. I,
1: I don't know if many people have been driving the Solterra either because it's, it's uh, pretty new. It's pretty new. I don't know if they've even released it to the public. So maybe that might be well, why. Okay. But as of now, solterra is got a good record and toyota not so much come back
0: <laughs> next week when we talk about the solterra <laughs> being recalled probably but yeah. oh well. yes
1: uh but yeah so that was a an interesting story uh this this probably doesn't apply to anyone because this toyota is so brand new and i don't think i don't know if anyone would be just jumping on the newest electric crossover mm-hmm. maybe maybe uh but yes so i'm a super. Super fan of electric cars and, you know, it saddened me to see that the, the you know, the the rollout didn't go as well as it was planned.
0: I would make fun of Brian because he's like, oh, when I buy a car, I'm going to buy an electric car. I'm like, look at you saving the planet. And then he uses like two to three napkins every time he eats a meal. I'm like, you're just taking, you take a really long shower. I'm like, you're just saving the planet Maybe with an electric car someday, but you gotta work on your carbon footprint elsewhere. That's
1: true. That's true. <laughs> well, you do, well, maybe you take the
0: bus, so you're you're fine.
1: Yeah, I take the bus. You know, I might take an extra ten minutes in the shower, <laughs> but you know what can you do? <laughs> I yeah. try.
0: Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where PaceLine comes in. PaceLine is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on PaceLine. To get started, download the free PaceLine app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy. Now, I came across a pl- uh, article from the Washington Post saying how house houseplants can boost your mood. Now, as you probably know, we've talked about houseplants on this podcast before. I have several plants in my apartment just trying to keep them all alive. Um, and, you know, uh, there's one that Brian gave me for Christmas this year that he got on Amazon that is not doing well. But the rest of my plants are doing pretty well. Um, that's probably a lesson to maybe don't buy plants on Amazon because they're not native to the, you know, area, but maybe it's just me. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I wanted to go over some ways that indoor pot plants can boost your mood. You know, I work from home. It's great to have plant- being surrounded by plants. Um, people and plants are naturally connected. Um, there is a, uh, inherent connection to pl- humans have an inherent connection to plants and other living uh, things. It's an idea popularized in 1984, uh, and lots and lots of research spanning the globe have confirmed that the hypothesis and shown that natural environments have a sizable effect on increasing positive emotions and decreasing negative emotions.
1: Okay, so basically me working in a cubicle is the worst thing ever for me. Yeah. Okay, got it.
0: (laughs) And and eating hot dogs. Um, (laughs) and then people state that the common belief that being in nature relaxes them and it helps them recover from stress and tragedy um, and all of that. And also, plants can quickly improve mood. Um, it's so strong that sometimes it just takes a few minutes of being in the presence of plants to start feeling better. Uh, there's been several studies that have found that less than 20 minutes is enough to make you feel more at peace. Um, and, yeah, people said that they feel more peaceful after spending, you know, 10 to 15 minutes in a room close to a tall plant. You need to be around a a plant that's uh, about five feet tall compared to other objects.
1: Cause then it's, maybe it's more noticeable. You're like, Oh, I'm in the presence of a plant.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Also plants bring relief in enclosed spaces. So if you're stuck in an office uh, or other small space for hours at a time, plants can bring about feelings of escape. Uh, So there was a study conducted during the pandemic during quarantine and participants who had indoor plants experienced significantly fewer symptoms of depression and anxiety than those who did not. Uh, So that's pretty great. Yeah, that is good. Um, Also, plants can reduce stress. Young adults in one study who spent a few minutes repotting and transplanting an indoor plant reported feeling a lot less stressed at the end of the task compared with peers engaged in a computer-based activity.
1: Mm, yes, computer-based activities are very stressful. Yeah. As a gamer, I can tell you that. You know, <laughs> you know, maybe it's the self of accomplishment. You know, keeping the plant alive. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, plants can also recharge us. They have a huge restorative capacity, um, and you know, focusing on demanding activities for a long time, like your job, can lead to mental fatigue. And seeing a plant can provide a spark of interest, redirect our attention and restore our depleted mental and physical resources. But how many plants should you have? Um, There's not a magic number, but having five or more plants can increase positive emotions. Uh, And the greener, the better. Um, There's been a study using English ivy, green, yellow, and bright green leaves. Uh, They say they increased feelings of cheerfulness and relaxation. Uh, whereas whitish green leaves stimulated mostly negative emotions. So it does matter what color the plants are, apparently.
1: Okay, okay. So, so we do not want whitish green leaves, just regular bright green. Yeah. Okay, um,
0: okay. And also in an indoor space, having any type of greens, including photographs of plants, which I also have in my apartment, is better than <laughs> having none at all. However, real plants have a greater mood, attention, and relaxation effect than fake plants. Same applies for real versus fake flowers.
1: Okay, that's good to know, that's good to know.
0: And then the placement of plants also is important. Um, studies suggest that having plants closer than 10 feet to a person has a positive mood effect. So my apartment's not that, that big, so I'm basically always within 10 You're feet of You're surrounded by a plants. Plant. So it's great. <laughs> um, they said a uh, study from North Carolina State shows that most people put houseplants in living rooms, bedrooms, and sometimes kitchens. Um, and with the expansion of working from home, Placing plants in home offices or other work areas can be helpful. So just thought these would be some fun facts about plants and encourage there you, you go. to go buy a plant.
1: If, if any of you guys are feeling down on life and you don't have a plant, that's something you can try. Get yourself a nice little house plant.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Now that it is July, it is officially National Ice Cream Month. Um, This was first designated by President Ronald Reagan in 1984. Uh, July is National Ice Cream Month. And then the third Sunday of the month is National Ice Cream Day. So this year, that is on Sunday, July 17th. So you have, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, you have approximately a little less than two weeks to prepare yourself for National Ice Cream Day. Uh, In the proclamation, President Reagan called for all people of the United States to observe these events with appropriate ceremonies and activities. Man. The US was so simple back then.
1: <laughs> well, relatively speaking. <sick. laughs> I'm just saying, we're just
0: coming up with National Ice Cream Day. Oh. Nice yes, national yes. Ice Cream Month. Uh but I wanted to go over some ice cream facts to get you in the mood to celebrate ice cream month and ice cream day. Okay. Uh so most ice cream companies are family owned, so that's pretty exciting. That is good. Uh, The U.S. produces more than 6.4 billion pounds of frozen yogurt and ice cream per year.
1: All right. Very good.
0: Uh, The month of July has the highest ice cream sales, which makes sense because one of the hottest months. Um, According to Instacart, July is the peak for ice cream sales. Um, Vanilla is by far the most popular flavor. It's the most basic flavor, um, but it accounts for more than a quarter of ice cream sales.
1: Wow that's that's a lot. well, I think that's because you maybe you can make a lot out of vanilla as well, yeah, like you can you make like chocolate chips with vanilla like all, all sorts of things,
0: yeah, I think they're just talking about plain vanilla, oh, but plain you can vanilla. you know you can do like root beer floats I and mean, I guess you can do other flavors too, but that's the most common mm-hmm. um, the average American eats forty five point eight pints of ice cream per year. That seems pretty high to me, but I don't know that
1: does seem pretty high actually. <laughs> Like, yeah. the Ben and Jerry's uh, come in pints. I definitely do have 48 of those <laughs> a year.
0: Um, ice cream companies lot. really help support the U.S. economy. Ice cream companies put more than $13 billion into the economy each and every year. So
1: That's good. That's good.
0: Yep, and it's perfect for July. Need that right now. Uh, the ice cream cone was first introduced at the World's Fair in 1904. Uh, that's the cone specifically because it allowed for ice cream to be more portable in a handheld snack and it was first introduced at the um, St. Louis, Missouri World Fair. Wow.
1: That's pretty cool. I did not know that. That's where you were born. Yes, it is.
0: Exciting. Uh the most popular ice cream topping is hot fudge or chocolate syrup.
1: Okay. The average I I really I really liked um what is it? Not hot fudge, but like the chocolate that like froze. And oh, like yes. turned hard. The shell. Hard. The shell, yes, that was that was amazing. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this is magic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The average number of licks to finish a scoop of ice cream is fifty. Okay. Um, ninety percent of all US households have ice cream in their freezer. That's quite a few. I do not. I do.
1: Okay, there you go. <laughs>
0: Uh, chocolate ice cream was invented before vanilla, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, this one I found very, very uh, interesting. Uh, ice cream Sundays were actually invented to increase sales of ice cream on Sunday. So it's all a marketing ploy. Um, although histori- historians argue over the origination of the ice cream sundae, one version states that back in 1890, a law was passed that pre- prohibited the sale of soda water on Sunday. So this affected the soda shops. So they created the Sunday ice cream dessert to help increase sales on Sunday. So it's all a there
1: lie. You know, there's, there's always a around.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, also, distilleries made ice cream during the Prohibition. Um, because this, they affected alcohol sales, mm-hmm. and so they switched to making ice cream and other items to stay in business.
1: That's cool. I had no idea about that.
0: In the 1920s, officials at Ellis Island became convinced that serving new immigrants ice cream was an efficient method for making uh, future citizens more at home in their new environment because ice cream was uh, the ultimate American experience.
1: I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs>
0: And then two more. According to Cornell University, 9% of U.S.-produced milk is used to make ice cream.
1: What was that? What's the percent? 9%. Okay, that's good.
0: And then how many um, ice cream stores do you think there are in the U.S.?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, Let's just say a million.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eleven thousand. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> that was way <whale>. off. <laughs> okay, eleven thousand. There we go.
0: A million. That'd be like, I, I don't
1: know. Yeah, that would have been a lot. Be more know. than
0: Starbucks in this... <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. Does Starbucks serve ice cream?
0: Um, I mean, Frappuccinos are close enough.
1: Okay, then obviously they're not counting like McDonald's and all the fast food spots that. Yeah, serve I think they're talking cream. about
0: like specific. Uh, like what ice is cream it? shops, like.
1: Like what is it? Salt and, and straw, straw Baskin Robbins. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Uh, any of those.
1: Okay, yeah, then I'm modifying my answer to (laughs) 11,000. Yeah, okay, you're right.
0: Okay, and that's all the ice cream facts I have for you, but do you want to go over the top Ben & Jerry's flavors?
1: Yes, so pretty much everyone has tried a Ben & Jerry's flavor in their life. If you haven't, get on it. (laughs) So I'm going to go over the top 10 that you may have had or may want to pick from. Okay. And this is, I believe, just in the order of popularity or most bought. So, number one, we have... And some of these uh, are, you know, completely self-evident on what's their ingredients. Some of them I will uh, explain what's actually in them. Okay. So, number one, we have Half Baked. I love this flavor. This is a fudge brownie chocolate chip cookie dough chunk uh, mix of ice cream. And I also love it. But not as much as I love number two on the most bought list, uh, Cherry Garcia. um, And it is basically, uh, it's like vanilla cherries and uh, fudge and chocolate chips, which is very good. Um, Then we have chocolate chip cookie dough, exactly as it sounds. It's chocolate chip cookie dough (laughs) with vanilla ice cream. Then we have the chocolate fudge brownie, which is number four. Um, and then we have the tonight dough. I think that's one of your favorites. Right? I like Mary. that one too. Yes, um, the tonight dough. I believe it's just cookie dough and fudge, right? Or
0: um, I don't know everything that's in it, but it's pretty similar to half baked.
1: Yes, yes, it, it's cookie dough is is a theme in, in the top ten for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then we have the strawberry cheesecake. Um, that is pretty much uh, exactly as it sounds. <laughs> Um, then we have fish food i didn't know about this one but i'm not sure why you would want to eat something named fish food of course it's not spelled f-h or f-i-s-h it's p-h-i-s-h but it looks like fish food it has uh chocolate and marshmallows like chunks in it so i guess
0: how does that look like, to, like Well, i don't know maybe food. maybe
1: when you like you, you drop like little fl- like flakes into like uh okay. Like for like your goldfish <laughs> into the aquarium. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be like, but okay. I don't know. Um, I would not eat anything named fish food. <laughs> then we have the, or not the, but um, Americone Dream. Get it? Cone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it involves caramel swirls and chocolate covered waffle cone pieces. Um, That's that theme. And that's, I think I've tried that once. It was pretty good. then we have a classic in number nine chunky monkey uh i'm not sure exactly what's in this they they didn't list the ingredients but it is chocolate chips i think there's some banana in it i'm not sure though because um
0: just looked it up and it's banana ice cream with fudge chunks and walnuts
1: yes so eat at your own risk if you like bananas (laughs) (laughs) and then last but not least we have brownie batter core which is once again exactly how it sounds. It's uh, you know, uh, batter uh, chocolate chip cookie dough and brownies with vanilla ice cream. So that is that's our top ten. And once again, what what is your favorite, Mary?
0: Um, I mean I think I've pretty much only tried uh tonight dough and half baked like oh, okay. those are the ones that I would go to when I do buy Ben and Jerry's.
1: So that's the number one and number five. That's yeah. that's pretty good. That's some top-notch Ben & Jerry's and I pretty much exclusively <laughs> buy uh, Cherry Garcia so maybe I'll have to branch out and try half-baked because apparently it's better than Cherry Garcia I don't know about that but um I'll give it a shot next time I, I get the chance
0: hmm so yeah uh next week is our 200th episode which is so exciting so go ahead and get yourself some ice cream during this week so that way you can listen next week to our 200th episode, and if you want to leave us a message, again, go ahead and go to sassstoriescharcasm.com, and you'll find the buttons all across the website to leave us a message, but hope you all had a good uh, 4th of July, and hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye. Bye.